0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts.
1: The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club.
0: And the final score from Ibrox, Rangers 2, Celtic 0. This is Tino from the Celtic Exchange. This afternoon I'm joined by Miff. Miff, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, it did.
1: Hi there, Tino. Hi, listeners. Uh, yeah, indeed. Very poor. Very poor. Um, on, on a personal note, absolutely devastated because I, I chose to watch the game over the, the Scottish Grand National. So poor choices on, on my behalf and poor choices on, on the pitch, you you would argue. I don't know if I've got anything fresh to actually add in terms of we've been over the, the issues, the frailties. So many times on both the podcast and the post-match reactions, I think this would be an absolute replicate of previous post-match reactions where we have said we have played well to a point, created chances at what has been a fortress for Rangers this season defensively, where they've only conceded, I believe, three elite goals, am I right in saying that? So, to go there and create, you know, maybe six guilt-edge chances where we should have scored is, is galling. However, the overriding feeling you have about this Celtic team is that they are soft. And you saw that today in the goals that they conceded. Half tackles, no real defensive determination to get in there and, and fill the space and stop Rangers from playing. I and mean, that's ultimately what's cost us, along with the, the missed chances. Um, you could go through the team. It's it's sorely lacking in, in quality. I think the one the one person who stands out and certainly for at least 70 minutes today was, was, looked like he was... Um, an absolute class apart Was David Tumble.
0: Yeah I think you're right There's very few Leaders in this team And this is something We've spoken about frequently And I think You know When you, when you get in a game Like today And you're looking For the you know, the guys that pull you out of hole when the chips are down. Who are those guys for Celtic at this moment in time or or this current Celtic squad? And there's very few. Turnbull has performed admirably since he came in. I think Scott Brown tried to rally the troops today, but at 35-36, maybe that's, you know, too tall an order. And then when you look at the other guys across the board, and, you know, we'll go through a few of the personnel, but there's just real weakness across the board on this side. We could even, you know, the big talking point pre-match, of course, was whether James Forrest would have been fit or not. And actually... It doesn't matter, you know, had he made it today because he'd have been slotting into a team which is bereft of confidence and just all at sea. And as talented as James Forrest is, I think, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, he wouldn't have made a difference at all. Tell you what we'll do, if We'll look through the, the starting lineup and you can give me your, your thoughts on that. Generally speaking, you know, I didn't think there would have been many changes from the team that dealt with Livingston so well uh, last week. However, he's brought in Lacksart at left back instead of Greg Taylor. So the back four was John Joe Kenny. Serious question marks over that guy. John Joe Kenny, Stephen Welsh, Chris Ayer lacks out at left back. Scott Brown, uh, back to the Diamond. Sorry, Scott Brown, Callum McGregor, Ryan Christie, David Turnbull in the ten, Moyel Yunusi and Edward up top. What was your main takeaways? How did you feel pre-match? You know when you had the lineup? Not surprised because the, the rumblings had been that it was
1: unlikely Forrest was going to start, and it was it was always likely it was Christie that was going to come in. I thought you mentioned there about Forrest not starting, and they would have just slotted into the team. I think what you saw was Ryan Christie's contribution was poor. Work rate's always there with Christie. That's not something that can be questioned. But uh, I, would, I would say that Christie was poor today. Moments when you expect quality from him, he didn't produce or didn't provide. And whilst I like Christie, I think he's a, a, a good player. His contributions have been fairly poor and, and today was a, a culmination of a, a, you know what has been a poor season for him personally. Kenny is just lacking the required standard. He's been picked today. Um, There's not many Celtic fans that would have thought they would have been crying out for Anthony Ralston to start a a game of such importance, but I think that's what what Kenny's brought. Um, Welsh and Ayer continue to impress as a a duel. However, Welsh deciding to bring out the driver when a sandwich would have done was was quite an interesting decision. He's just went there probably a bit too early, but it looked like the left foot would have have suited um, when he had that chance. Ayer, I've never seen him to limp with a, sh- a shoulder injury before, but fair play him, mean, he managed that. But again, you know, he, he didn't have that, that bad a game. Lax out. I think that's the end of the bombing braids, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he won't play for Celtic again. He's He's been on his own. Taylor's come on and, and shown that he's a far better option at left-back. And who would have thought that, that a Uruguayan international left-back would have been put in the shadow of, of Greg Taylor. It was obviously a big game for Taylor today, playing at the home, he's heroes. So, um, fair play to him. And... On the midfield, Brown was willing, but probably time is just catching up with him a bit. I thought I thought he got get a performance. He did have a bit of snap in there. I th- I thought he did he did well. However, you know, the fact that Christine McGregor had been pulled out wide, I, I don't think we really seen the, the cohesion in the midfield that, that we would have we would have liked. McGregor again willing, a willing runner, a willing worker, but lacking in quality in the moments where we really needed him to show it. And David Turnbull was the, the class apart for me. I thought he, he was good on the ball. Set-piece delivery was excellent. You know, more than a couple of half-chances created picking the right pass in the final third. And taking the ball under pressure, what we sorely need, even his back to go, still looking to turn the ball round the corner, play intricate passes, keep the play moving forward, progressive play for us, I, I thought he was good. Um, Elianoussi, excellent in flashes, but why does he take a touch? Just bury it in the bottom corner. Just, you know, the ball's coming across.
0: It's on your good foot. Just finish it. And... As for Eddie, you know, it breaks my heart, but that's t- times up. Yeah, party's over for Eddie. I think you mentioned the term there, my f- flashes, and that's what we get from the likes of El um, the likes of definitely Ryan Christie, few and far between at the moment, but sometimes from Callum McGregor. Flashes aren't good enough to go to Ibrox and try and win a Scottish Cup tie, are they? N- no, and we'll mention Scott being there purely on the basis that why was that not a free kick when Aribo just charged on him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. You and I spoke pretty much so. Just to get this out First and foremost Celtic have not been good enough The no. whole of this season no. They weren't good enough today No There were some questionable decisions oh. In terms of some of the no,
1: I need honourable mention to the bounce up where the ball was given to Aribo with no contest. They mm-hmm. could play a through ball to Morales, who was lucky enough offside. Yeah. I've never seen any, he actually rushed the play so he could give the ball to Aribo. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that two identical bits of play on the Rangers right, Celtic left that resulted in a free kick being awarded to Rangers and a, a foul awarded to Rangers. When I, I mean, I'm here I say the paranoid Tim. <laughs> we'll get get the audio clips out and, and play them. But I, I thought some of the decisions for Madden today were shocking and. That one where Aribo charged in and been how that's not a free because it resulted in a, in a throw into Rangers mm-hmm. how that's not a free kick I will never know yeah. and also the, in fact now I've got another one where El Anusa <laughs> get chopped down in the edge of the box he's played a ball in the corner inside by two players Edwards running away for the goal and he lets play continue steady giving it you know, there's no advantage yeah. gives a free kick just we things like that, but that's more of an annoyance rather than what we've seen from the the team today just
0: so soft in the big decisive moments both. Attacking sense and defensively. Yeah. I think we can both accept that Celtic haven't been good enough at you know for pretty much the whole of this season. But there are small decisions that you know, sour grapes is what it will come across as, which is fine, but you just want an even playing field and it felt at times that we weren't getting that. But by the bye, we'll just need to, you know, take our medicine there. Um, just to go back, you know, to that starting lineup, you know, obviously I've got in front of me just now and there's various guys circled, not for good reasons unfortunately, but <laughs> there's three loanees in there, right? John Joe Kenny, Laxal, Moyel Yannoussi, there's Scott Brown, who we know has signed a contract at another club, there's Eddie, who his head is miles away from it, and there's Chris Iyer. These guys are pretty much definitely not going to be a part of what we're doing next season. You and I and, and some of the boys, you know, Sinky and, and Chris on the, the podcast at times, we talk about comparing you know, the footballing landscape to the the regular workplace. And there's obviously huge differences in terms of what guys get paid and different things. But at the end of the day, human beings are human beings. And a lot of these guys know with absolute certainty, certainty they won't be at Celtic Park next season. And on that basis, cannot be expected to perform at their best, give their all, give 100% and fully focus on the game. And that's exactly what we're getting. We're getting what you would expect from a team that have got half a foot out the door. Well, what I will say is,
1: it's the fans' right to expect them to play to their optimum. Mm-hmm. So if if they're not doing that, they're they're cheating the club and the fans. And and if we're being perfectly honest, I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing players who are just really kind of ticking off games to to are out the door. And I don't think that's acceptable. However, the the good thing for me is that with Monday brings a fresh start. So the bin lorry's coming and the rubbish is getting taken out, is the analogy I would use. It's it's a chance for us to clear the decks and a chance for us to be excited about what's going to happen at Celtic. There's going to be a freshness, there's going to be a rebuild, and the future stars and heroes at Celtic are now going to get brought in in over the summer. For me, I'm I'm deflated at this season, obviously, and and today probably just about put the tin lid on it in terms of, you know, you go to Ibrox, you create clear-cut, gilt-edge chances, don't take any of them. I think we conceded something like maybe three or four shots and from that, we concede two goals. sums up the mentality of the, the squad and the team this season and the management. As far as John Kennedy's concerned, he had one big decision today and he got it wrong, that being Laxalton and Taylor. Although, at pre-match, I would have said, based on the form that Laxalt had shown before the game, that he, he was a worthy starter, but Taylor had played very well against Livingston. So, it's just fitting that a game like that has happened this season because it's just been one absolute, complete and utter
0: write-off. Yeah. I think if Celtic season were a penalty kick, it would have been Edward penalty kick there today. I think just everything about, if we're going to talk about Edward specifically, actually, everything about his performance from start to finish, from being slack in possession to snapping at chances to ultimately the, the woeful penalty kick and I, we spoke before you said if your wee fella hit something like that in and, and the sevens with mates you'd be having words with word him half the part yeah um, interestingly enough actually Griffiths had a wee nibble at getting to take the kick I think he had a wee word about you know are you sure do you want me to hit it he didn't I know it's definitely you know hindsight stuff but he didn't look confident did he he had a kind of strange run up he kind of went to the side and different things and usually with Edward we see it so many times and definitely with France under 21s the guy puts penalty kicks away for fun and I just didn't feel like that today I just didn't feel like, you know, across the board, he was going to be that guy for us today. No. With Edward, again, it's been flashes this season rather than anything consistently happened.
1: And as fans, you just desperately want him to do well because he's, you know, he, he's loved, he's adored. But unfortunately, you know, the culmination of this season has came with Edward, you know, putting in a, an absolute stinker. And the, the penalty miss just about sums up, you know, no belief, no confidence and very much someone who who looks like he's checked out and he's on his way out the door, so good luck to him wherever he goes next, no doubt, in you know, six months' time, we'll be watching him on a Sunday on Sky Sports, playing for an English team, beating two men and wrapping them in the top corner again, and we can go, oh, what a player he was, and blah, blah, blah. But for us, right now, he's not doing the business. Kennedy's completely ham- hamstrung by who he can choose. You've got the choice of Lee Griffiths, who was blown out his backside after keeping my ball in play, or Albie jetty who looks... And moves, like he's got rigor mortis, so the the, the the recruitment also plays its part in this because I think if we had a viable alternative, Edward may have been dropped more often this season, mm-hmm. but he really can't be dropped because there's no one else to come in.
0: Yeah, so on that note, what do you do now if you're John Kennedy? So I argued the point and and I stick by it that he was well within his rights to play the strongest team week in, week out, while we we're still in competition i.e. this one today. That's not worked out done and dusted, we're out of the cup, we're out of everything there's nothing at all to play for you know, we've Secured, inverted commas, secured second place um, So there's nothing to be, you know, won or lost at all What should he do now? So we play Aberdeen on Wednesday night, for example Should it be out with the old, in with the new, in with the kids? You know, should, should this be the last we see of Edward? Well, I mean, why play Edward? If he gets injured, you're dicing with a multi-million pound asset So should he come out? Should Sorrow come in instead of Brown? What do you do? I'm going to give you an honest answer and say I don't know Because it's so soon after the
1: game that I would be inclined to say Get rid of the lot of them, play the means Realistically, if there is someone in the background going to take this job, they need to be appointed sooner rather than later because the cuts are going to run pretty deep in the, the surgery that's required at Celtic. The quicker that that is done, the better, because the rebuild has to start very, very soon. The issue I've got is we've been saying that since January, probably. Since maybe, even, maybe even before that. Yeah, We've known that, that things have kind of ran their course. The interesting challenge is Don Mackay's coming in. believe he was at the game today Yeah, unlucky for him so he's got to come in and and he's he's got to put his stamp on things and hopefully an appointment will be sooner even if the appointment is like his was an announcement that someone is going to come in I don't believe it'll be how because I think if it was going to be how he would have been appointed by now and I know that rhymed but I didn't mean it that wasn't deliberate I would like to think that we do know who the next manager's going to be and that this isn't something that's going to rumble on into the summer so for me it's a case of do what's best for Celtic just now and I think John Kennedy will do that what's best for Celtic right now I would say that the players that have let us down shouldn't get the chance to let us down further
0: it's going to be a horrendous last whatever it is four or five weeks of the season because you're now as a player for Celtic going to go up to train at Lennox Town knowing that you're just seeing out the final days of what was, you know, a glorious period in, in Celtics history. But a lot of them will know they're out the door, a lot of them will know that they're not going to get, you know, new contracts and different things. It, I don't know if there's anyone on the planet that could motivate those guys because there's just there's no natural, you know, end goal in front of them. The end goal yep. is leaving the business, the building and that's it. So I just don't know how you get guys excited for these last four or five games, whatever it is. Yes, and that's that's where the, the disconnect
1: between fans and, and the, the players come, is that the players will we'll naturally feel like that. However, the fans just demand that, no, you're playing for Celtic and that's the be-all and end-all. Yep. And that's how that's how I feel. Realistically, you're right. It's it's just going to be a case of ticking off the games. And I, the issue I've got is that I feel like some of our bigger players have already been doing that, are just ticking off games until the end of the season when really there, there truly was something to play for here. Never mind it, the Scottish Cup beating Rangers. It means so much to the fans. I mean, we're sitting here saying about how soft the team's been I still go back to the, the creation of those guilt edge chances. The game was there to be won today and we just we weren't brave enough to go and take take it. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about the, the current squad of players is that they are players there's players in there who've been to the well so many times, won so many things. It's just this this season just been one stretch too many for them. However, I remain, despite how I'm sounding <laughs> I remain excited about what's to come because there there will be a freshness about the club as of next season and something to really look forward to. Hopefully it's it's someone that can come in, galvanise the full club, and I think that's why the appointment has to be made sooner rather than later, even just for the fans' benefit more than
0: anything else. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, the only thing that, that can galvanise the fans at this moment in time. You know, on the park, it's absolutely done for, for this current crop of players. As you rightfully say, Don McKay starts his job early tomorrow. I hope it's really early, because he's got a lot of work to do. Um And the first thing... He really needs to do is, is make some Some strong statements and some strong decisions So whether it's, you know, director of football And we'll not go over the names of who it's going to be But as a fan base, we need to know who that's going to be And at that point, you can then start to get optimistic Because right now, bottom of the barrel stuff You know, we've hit the kind of depths of this season As I said at the top of the show I Didn't think it could get any lower I thought the day was pathetic, to be honest with you So now, this is as bad as it gets And the only way is up, you know So we need to look at what's forward And that's on Don McKay to make those statements what are you laughing at? I thought you were going to say the darkest hours before the dawn nearly. Um, <laughs> a wise man I see, once I see said.
1: Gregor Townsend's into 12-1 for the new job as well. So. <laughs> He's a rugby... I, I appreciate this as a football podcast. He's the Scottish rugby team manager, folks, just in case you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, we can only go forward for this moment. This season's been this season. We all had such high hopes. It's been an unmitigated disaster. And in many ways we don't really deserve to win anything. So we've ended the season trophyless and, and, and it probably reflects the reward that this squad deserves for the efforts that they've put in this season and the previous management. They, they shouldn't escape without mention either. John Kennedy's had a fairly thankless task, but I think this will probably quell any or crush any chance of him potentially being appointed on a permanent basis because I think if he was now, there would be absolute mutiny. But notwithstanding, it should be mentioned that I don't see what else he was expected to do. Maybe mm-hmm. one one marginal call between the left backs. But other than that, the, team's, the team he set up played well enough to create the chances he created. The players on the park didn't take them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the end of any hopes that John Kennedy had um, of getting the job. And what he's feeling right now is probably how Neil Lennon felt, is that that, that bunch of players have, have not done the business for him.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think you're right. And I think there's limitations as to what John Kennedy... Could do, you know, in terms of the personnel as well. He's dealing with a bunch of guys who are, you know, lonies and half foots out the door and different things. You can only do what you can do. And as you say, maybe one or two calls he could have got better. But yeah, and I've been supportive of John Kennedy and I still am. I think he's a good a good coach. I think he's a good guy. He's the kind of guy that Celtic maybe should be looking at in the future. But that's the, the, the key point of the matter. It's not the right time for John Kennedy. And I think today has cemented the fact that a clean slate is required across the board. I'm going to ask you a question about one guy in particular, though, just in terms of that clean slate. Please do. There's various guys who we know are going to be out the door. We've mentioned them just there. One guy who's certainly under contract and we don't need to let go, but there's question marks over his future, is Callum McGregor for me. Now, everyone's assuming that he's just going to be your, your next captain, almost by default. And that's a disgrace. It sounds like you don't have a, a number of options. It could be him or him or him. It's going to be McGregor because there's nobody else to do the job. From an early stage, I've not been supportive of that because I just don't think he's captain material. I think he's a very talented player. He's very experienced. He's been at the club for a long time. He's won a lot of things. For me, he's not a captain. But what do you do with him? Because he was as bad as it, it gets today as well. I thought he was really, really poor. And that has been the case for the full of the season, actually. He's just he's barely kicked a ball, but he's, he always starts games. Every single week he starts games. And I think it's on reputation and also the fact that there's maybe not many options. What do you do for next season if if you're... The new manager, whoever it may be, is he your captain? Do you build a team around him? Do you try and get somebody like that back on track? Or how do you play it? He's got enough credit in the bank where he could build a team around about him. What I would
1: say about McGregor is, and it doesn't seem to be something that gets discussed very often, is McGregor's 27. He's about that, yeah. Came through at Celtic, doesn't know us anything. You know, he's under contract. If and a, a bid was received for McGregor... I wouldn't want to lose him personally. I think he's, he should stay, is my honest opinion. However, if he did want to go and try something else, he's at the stage of his career where he's probably earned that right to do it. He's been consistent for Celtic for so many years. There's some crazy stats about how many games he's played over the course of the past three seasons or whatsoever. And mm-hmm. it, it would be the same again this season. Um, I don't know what the updated stats would be on that, but you know he's he's danced a lot of dances for Celtic and Scotland. Mm-hmm. So with McGregor, I, I, would, I would like him to stay. However, from a personal point of view and from his point of view, I do think this season will have left scarring for somebody like McGregor. It will really come down to him. Does he want to stay in fight? Does he want to stay, put Celtic back up in the perch where, where they belong? Or does he think, do you know what, I've had enough of that, I, I, I'll maybe go and take my chances down south and try something different or, or, or maybe even abroad because he's, he's that type of player where he would be suited to that. He likes to, you know, got on the ball, move it about. This season, I think two things, he's been bereft of confidence, and I think part of that has
0: been down to the fact he's been played predominantly out of position. Mm -hmm. I I don't think anyone could fault him, you know, if he tried his luck elsewhere. As you say, he owes the club nothing, but I'm just thinking, if we move forward and we're looking to take strides, I I, I think we need to, and this is easier said than done, I think we need to sign a captain. And, and, you know, those guys (laughs) don't grow on trees. I would say, I agree with that, I still think we need to sign
1: a captain, I don't think it should just be assumed that McGregor is going to be the new captain, if anything, from what I've seen this season, I think he would welcome not being captain
0: I know, the pressure that it puts him under, maybe unnecessarily, and he maybe he didn't ask for this, maybe he never even saw himself as a captain, but all of a sudden, as I say, by default, he's become the skipper Mentioned a couple of weak kind of things in the periphery, Duffy, nowhere to be seen in the squad you know, today no great surprises, but it just epitomises where we've gone with that one. Klamala's off in New York having a lovely time. It's just a riot <laughs> across the board. So we've kind of we've got what we've got as I said we've got Wednesday to geez look forward to inverted commas. We've got Wednesday to look forward to. i excited for that one. I'm absolutely buzzing, but that's just my resting state. You know. <laughs> so we'll be back so as I say just to confirm Celtic now out the Scottish Cup League's all over League Cup's all over for this squad everything is all over so we need to look to the future we'll be back on Wednesday night with the post-match after the Aberdeen game Sponsored by Ten Ten Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.